You're listening to Wealthy-esque. We are a community of lawyers who believe that true wealth is having control of our time. I'm Ro Thomas, and as a busy wife, mom, and big law associate, I know all too well the tension between the culture of the legal profession and pretty much everything else you want to do in life. Each week, I'm bringing you the information and tools you need to take back control of your time by reframing your mindset and managing your money to achieve lifestyle freedom. Take the first step toward regaining control of your time by downloading your free Lifestyle Freedom Starter Guide at rowthomas.com start. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Wealthy-esque. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. So today I want to talk about the one thing keeping you stuck. It's holding you back from achieving lifestyle freedom, from the control you want in your life, from managing your money better, from losing those last few pounds, from whatever it is that you want to do. For most people, when things aren't going the way they want, or when they're not getting the results they thought they would, they start looking at the wrong things to try to get back on track. So most people look at the people and the things around them and try to place blame externally. But if we don't take responsibility for the things happening in our own lives, we'll never be able to achieve the things we want. The one thing that's keeping us stuck is our mindset. Everything starts with mindset. It controls the things you believe are possible, your emotions, your actions, the way you see the world, the way you experience life. And until you get it right, you'll never see the change you're looking for. So we're going to talk about it. We'll look at what mindset is and why it's important. We'll look at limiting beliefs and ways to overcome them. And we'll look at steps you can take to cultivate a healthy mindset. So let's jump on in. What is mindset? Mindset is basically the collection of thoughts and beliefs that inform the way we see the world. According to the National Science Foundation, the average person has between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts each day. And the wild part about that is of those tens of thousands of thoughts we have every day, 80% of them are negative. And 95% of them are repetitive, which means we are repeating a bunch of negative thoughts over and over. I once heard someone say a belief is just a thought that you've thought over and over again. And so if that's true, then we're all walking around with a bunch of negative beliefs because of all of these negative repetitive thoughts that we're having. The brain is a powerful machine. It's constantly processing and synthesizing information, and it develops these mental shortcuts that allow us to act quickly and make efficient decisions. That's a good thing in many instances because we're not agonizing over every single decision that we try to make, but it can lead to some negative outcomes as well. So one example is confirmation bias which is our tendency to look for and pay attention to and recall 
information that supports our beliefs and ignore information that goes against our beliefs. There's a framework that says our thoughts and beliefs drive our feelings and our feelings drive our actions and our actions drive our outcomes and our outcomes reinforce our beliefs. So ultimately, we have this view of how things are supposed to be based on our beliefs. And then we look for evidence to back that up. And then when we find that evidence, it reinforces the belief and further ingrains it in our mind. So then that belief affects the way we feel, which affects our actions, which affects our results, which then reinforce the belief again. So it's important because when it comes down to it, we are living the lives we believe we deserve. We are taking actions and making choices and setting goals and all of that for our lives based on what we believe is possible and what we believe we are worthy of. If you believe you don't deserve to be happy or that everything has to be hard or that you're not valuable or worthy of love, all of those beliefs are going to manifest in your actions, the choices you make the opportunities you go after, the people you allow in your life, the way you allow people to treat you. We're really good at taking credit for all the good things that happen. Like, yep, I work hard. I buckled down. I put in the work and this is my result. But then all the bad things are always someone else's fault or there are extenuating circumstances or whatever excuse we come up with to not take responsibility for our own decisions and actions and the role we played in getting to that negative result. I know, you know, so-and-so is just a horrible person. And if she had just done X, Y, Z, then everything would be fine. And that's all well and good, but something in you attracted so-and-so to your life. And -and so-and-so got close to you through a series of choices you made. So that's what I mean about taking responsibility for our role in these situations When you look at everything that's happened in your life, good, bad, or otherwise, the common denominator is you. So you've played a part in everything that has happened to you. And that's not to say that there aren't things that happen in life that are outside of our control, like look at our current circumstances. But ultimately, when you change your mindset, you change what's possible for yourself. And all of these new opportunities open up just because you now believe those things are possible and you attempt to go after them. We act in accordance with what we believe to be true. And that statement always makes me think about the show Sister, Sister. Like, do you remember that show? It was about these twin sisters. One was super smart. The other one was more interested in fun and parties and didn't do well in school. And in one of the episodes... The twins took the SAT and their results got switched. So the smarter twin thought she got a lower score and the other twin thought that she got a really high score. And so after getting the really high score, all of a sudden her attitude towards school changed and she was studying more and getting good grades and all of that. Clearly, she was capable of doing that before but the high SAT score made her believe she could do it. And so she did. It's like the Henry Ford quote, if you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. So getting into limiting beliefs, these are beliefs that inhibit us from making different choices in our lives. 
they place these imaginary limitations on us. And we can also talk about negative thoughts generally here because they tend to have the same effect. So I want to go through a little exercise. Just think about one thing you believe you can't do because of whatever reason you've rationalized to yourself that isn't objectively true because we all know lawyers are good for rationalizing stuff and making it sound good and all of that. But you're thinking something like, I can't do X because Y, whatever your stuff is. So now I want you to picture yourself five years from now. You kept believing that you can't do this thing you really want to do. Nothing has changed. What does your life look like? Five more years of you experiencing the same thing you're experiencing now. What do your relationships look like? What have you missed out on in the last five years? How does that feel? Now let's look at what happens if you decide to change the belief. So you decide, I can do X, and you do it. Picture yourself again five years from now after changing that belief. What does life look like? What are your relationships like now? What have you accomplished? Who have you met? How does that feel? It's a simple mindset shift, but it has the power to change the entire trajectory of your life. And there are a few ways you can combat limiting beliefs and other negative thoughts. The first is simply to challenge their truth. We have all kinds of negative thoughts and limiting beliefs that have no basis in truth. And then we come up with this whole entire narrative and get all worked up over things that we literally just made up. So take a beat and think about whether this belief or thought is objectively true. Is it something you can prove? Is it something that you've seen happen before? Once you look at that, then it'll help you figure out if it's something to continue to hold on to or if it's something that you can let go. The second thing you can do is document evidence of your strengths. So I'm in a group business coaching program and our coach had us create what she calls a brag binder. And it's basically a collection of all the things that show that you're the bomb, right? So it's your awards and accolades and achievements and recognitions and, you know, all the degrees that we hold and any promotions we've received and positive traits and things you do effortlessly and like all of that kind of stuff. And it's been really helpful for me. If we know that the majority of our thoughts are negative, and we know that because of confirmation bias, our default is to look for evidence to support those thoughts, then taking time out and being intentional to search for and collect evidence of all of your positive attributes gives you something concrete you can go back to when you're having those negative thoughts. You forget about all the things that you've done over the years, but seeing it all in one place is like, wow, like I'm kind of popping, right? Like, I actually do some stuff um, is really helpful. And I highly recommend that you try creating your own brag binder. The third thing you can do is practice affirming more positive beliefs. So I heard an interview with James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits, and he was talking about how your beliefs become your habits. And so you can change your habits by changing your beliefs. 
And he gave the example of two people who decided to quit smoking. Both of them are offered a cigarette during the process of trying to quit. And one says, oh, no thanks, I'm trying to quit. While the other says, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. Like how powerful is that? The second person is going to be much more likely to act in accordance with his statement or her statement because it's a belief about his or her identity. It's not, I'm trying to go against this thing. I'm, you know, struggling to change who I am. It's a statement that my identity is different. So in affirming a more positive belief, it'll help you to combat that negative one. If you want to go a bit further with this, my free Lifestyle Freedom Starter Guide includes a worksheet for you to explore your own limiting beliefs. And if you haven't already, you can head over to rowthomas.com start to get one. Okay, now let's look at the four things we can do to cultivate a healthy mindset. So the first thing, you need clarity. And that's clarity on your values, clarity on your priorities, and clarity on your goals. Because until you have clarity on what you really want and what's important to you, you can't make decisions that lead to the life you want because you don't know what that life is yet. So I consider this to be the most important thing, and it's key in achieving lifestyle freedom. You have to know what it is you're working toward before you can work toward it. The second thing, you need mindfulness. And mindfulness is just the ability to separate yourself from your thoughts. When you're able to separate yourself from your thoughts, you recognize when you're overthinking things or when you're exaggerating. You're able to identify limiting beliefs for what they are. You control your emotions better. Just so many benefits to having a mindfulness practice. One of the most popular mindfulness techniques is meditation. If you're not familiar with meditation, then you might have this idea that it's super woo-woo and you have to be you know, completely still and clear your mind and sit crisscross applesauce and, well, because you're not three, you sit with your legs crossed, um, put your fingers, you know, on your knees. Like I'm trying to describe the typical meditation position. Like if you have, if you have an iPhone and you put meditation in text, like the little emoji that comes up, that's the position that I'm trying to describe. But anyway, I went down that whole rabbit hole to say it's not that. Um, mindfulness or meditation, rather, is simply bringing awareness to your thoughts and feelings and the physical sensations in your body. And I really enjoy guided meditation um, and specifically the guided meditations on the Calm app. I like the daily Calm series that they put out. It's just these short 10 minute guided meditations that come out every single day and I can do it really easily, quickly in the morning. I don't meditate every day but I do meditate pretty regularly. Um, one of my favorite ways to be mindful every day though is spending quiet time in prayer and studying my Bible and journaling. And there's no one right way to practice mindfulness. It's just about inner reflection and self-awareness and just being more in tune with yourself. The third thing 
is you need action. Once you clarify your priorities and your goals and your values, then you need to take actions that align with them, right? And make decisions that align with them. You may also um, have some limiting beliefs standing in your way. And so as you become aware of those through your brand new mindfulness practice, then you want to take intentional steps to reframe them and any other negative thoughts that come up. And something like a gratitude practice or affirmations like we talked about earlier with affirming you know, a positive belief to take their place would be helpful because it forces you to focus on more positive things. The last thing is you got to give yourself grace. This is a process, so you can't beat yourself up if your mindset doesn't change overnight. That's not going to happen. It took decades to get to this point, so it's going to take some time to turn things around. You've been thinking negative thoughts and not even maybe realizing, but you've been thinking these thoughts and having these beliefs and all of that for a long time. And so it'll take you some time maybe even to identify them as limiting beliefs or negative thoughts. And it'll take you some time to get in the habit of affirming the opposite so that you can actually change that belief. But one thing I do know is if you do the work, you will make progress. So it's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. All right. So let's recap. Mindset is the collection of thoughts and beliefs that frame the way we see the world. It's hugely important because our thoughts and beliefs drive our feelings, which drive our actions, which drive the results we see in our lives and the things that we believe are possible. Limiting beliefs are imaginary limitations we place on ourselves that aren't based in anything objectively true. They prevent us from doing things we want to do because of some perceived consequence or negative outcome. And negative thoughts generally tend to have this same effect. So some ways to overcome limiting beliefs and negative thoughts are, one, to challenge their truth, two, document evidence of your strengths, and three, affirm more positive beliefs in their place. And the last thing, the steps that you can take to cultivate a more healthy mindset. One, get clear on your values, priorities, and goals. Two, practice mindfulness. Three, take action to combat your negative thoughts and limiting beliefs and to make decisions in line with your values, priorities, and goals. And four, give yourself grace. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Join me over in our private Facebook community, the Wealthiest Community. I would love to know your thoughts on the power of mindset work, and if you're comfortable sharing one limiting belief you're committed to changing. If you got value from today's episode, please subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening on so you'll be notified when I release new episodes. And I'd also love if you'd leave me a written review. Sharing is caring, so go ahead and share this episode with one or two friends you think could benefit from this message. And if you want to connect with me on social media, I'm at I am Ro Thomas on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. As we close out, friend, I pray that you get clarity on what truly matters to you in life. 
I pray that you overcome your limiting beliefs to get out of your own way and go after whatever it is you want. And I pray that you continue to take steps to regain control of your time, build wealth, and live the life of freedom and choice you deserve. Talk to you later.